재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Thinking aloud Let's talk about technology We know that engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine That's why when you get a text it, it feels good We've all had it where you're, you're feeling a little bit down, a little bit lonely And you send out 10 texts to 10 friends Hi, 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 hi Because it feels good when you get a response. And that's why we go back and count the likes. We know that when we get it, we get a hit of dopamine, which feels good. It's, it's why we like it. It's why we keep going back to it. Dopamine, though, is the exact same chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, when we gamble. In other words, it's highly addictive. We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and alcohol, but no age restrictions on social media and cell phones. which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet to our teenagers and saying, yeah, by the way, you know that uh, this adolescence thing, uh, yeah, if it gets you down, uh, just look in here. Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, he's a... He's a I guess a motivational speaker? Mm-hmm. More than that, he's a, he's a British author and... Uh, Um, Mark, Mark, I think he's really good at marketing or something like that. Got, but he has a very good <laughs> eyes, very good analysis of kind of what's going on in modern day society. And as I, I, I came across him saying this and I thought, wow, that's a really, that's a really deep kind of profound thought. And something I've often been thinking myself is that these days, instead of reaching maybe in, uh, less, less, less the case, instead of reaching for the bottle, Instead of reaching for that cigarette, you know, when he was like, oh, I just need a smoke or something like that. When we want to take a break, what do we reach for? We reach for our phone. When you have a troubling thought, when you have kind of some some stress buildup or I guess a thought that or an answer or decision that you're procrastinating. I often found myself reaching for my phone mm-hmm. to kind of, I guess, distract myself or yeah. numb myself. I wasn't aware, though, of of the effects You know, the, the dopamine effects, the, the reason that it, that it helps me, the reason that it made me feel better. Looking down my feed or, or at least even seeing likes or responses from people or even just sending out those text messages like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was a thing in high school. I remember my, my, one of my girlfriends came up to me and said, oh, my crush texted me. But it was just, hey. And uh, my other friend, oh, and I said, oh, my God. That's so exciting. But my other friend was keeping it real. And she said, you know, he could be just, you know, sending out these mass texts to, I don't know, like all of his friends. Oh, man. And just saying, hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, is that a thing? Do people do that? Apparently they do. So if they're just sitting around, whether in class or work or anywhere, and they're just bored, they want to strike up a conversation. They don't gear it uh, to one person. Like, hey, Panita, how are you doing? It's just, hey, 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 hey. And then they send it out. And uh, as soon as some other person gives them a type of response, some are smart enough to say, I'm not going to respond to that because it's just, you know. You know, we've actually talked about this before. I, th- I don't know if it was on air or off air just as we were sitting in the studio, but just asking someone like, how are you? Mm-hmm. And how sometimes that's kind of an annoying question. Like personally, when you ask it to someone. Yeah. Because and I think both both people feel it like, uh, how are you? And it's like, oh, I shouldn't ask that. You know, like what a what a surface level question. How are they going to answer? They're just going to be like, good, you know, and the other person is receiving it sometimes like, oh, why are they asking me? Like, I don't know. I'm the same yesterday. Yeah. And so I think it makes it a lot easier when you just text to a couple of different people like, you know, what if they if they want to respond, they'll respond. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll catch I'll catch someone in these 10 messages. Like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Hey, uh, 
What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. For me, I was always asked, and I and I still kind of hate it if I meet someone every day. Like being like, if you asked me how are you every single day, I think I will yell at you and just say like, I saw you twenty four hours ago. <laughs> Nothing, because for me, it's also like I'm kind of pressured. Like, am I? Should I make something up? Yeah, like, should there have been something different? Yeah. Do I need news to give? Yeah, do I live such a boring life? I just, I always felt that pressure, that pudam. But that maybe question. that's a conditioning of social media where mm. you're, you're always posting stuff like, hey, look at this, hey, look at this. And, and you approach personal questions with people, face-to-face questions with people the same way. Oh, I need a highlight to give them. Well, also because you're tired of answering in the same way. Answer uh, in a different way. <laughs> good. Good. How about you? Good. How, how about, about you? How about really? Uh, not bad. How about you? Take some time to think. What's going on deep inside, and uh, and then and then answer. Because people will judge me. That's the thing. However, uh-huh. there are certain people. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but one guy that I met uh, as I was a cashier and he was a customer, and he just said, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I, I don't know why I shared my whole life story with him and it was just the the most odd thing and he stood there and he was so understanding and it was just the most odd experience that I've ever had but uh, going it, back to it's because you're longing for connection <laughs> I think so but I mean can we find it with with one person can we find it with one outlet I think that's a thing here it's not all because it's the phone it's not because it's alcohol. I mean, I think for certain people, if they want to have, you know, a glass of champagne or, you know, a pint of beer or whatever, it's fine every now and then. But if you're so dependent on one specific thing, Mm -hmm. even if it's one person, that'll just drain everybody out. And I think that's what he's talking about, too, an addiction or a dependency on something, Simon Sinek and what he's talking about. And and going back to what he was saying, he's saying that, uh, look, we have age restrictions on smoking. We have age restrictions on drinking. Right. Because we know that these effects early on uh, have if, – if people get involved early on with these things and start developing dependencies, it gets hardwired into their brains. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess looking at this uh, social media aspect, why is this important? And it's because they figured out that uh, – most alcoholics, almost every alcoholic, they discovered alcohol when they were teenagers. And so while we're growing up, uh, the only approval that we really seek is from our parents. But mm. as we transition during adolescence, we begin to need the approval of our friends over that of our parents. So, I mean, it's a stressful, very anxious time, but it's a very necessary time. However, those who those who discover the numbing effects of alcohol, they develop like uh, I guess a dopamine dependency, which is the same as what we're seeing in all these other things. It's hardwired in their brains, and and whenever they encounter stress, they uh, they don't turn to a person; they turn to a bottle. Even even for the rest of their life, now mm. there will be that first initial reaction, even mm. if they're fighting the addiction. When they encounter stress, their first think, thought will be, "Oh, let me let me go to the bottle." Mm-hmm. And so, I guess we've we've heard from other sources. I think I don't know if this is something that you've talked about on the show or not, but uh, the biggest factor in in terms of becoming addicted to something or overcoming an addiction has to do with the strength of your social circles and your deep friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did an experiment with rats. Stop me if you've heard me. If this is old news, no. Two rats. Uh, they got them addicted to. I think it was either cocaine or heroin, mm. and uh, then they introduced like basically socializing to one rat and and not to another rat. And the one who wasn't able to like connect with the other rats basically or form like kind of like the bigger social group kept on going back to the cocaine where the other one eventually quit going back wow. to the cocaine just on his own. He didn't need to. Uh-huh. Part of 
people think that uh, that it has to do with the way too the rats treated the rat who is on cocaine. And, sure. You know, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, I don't know the specifics <laughs> of it. But basically, the the lesson of that was you know, friendships are are a very important thing. So, you know, I kind of think that maybe there's a day where we'll see uh, the use of social media mm-hmm. or the use of even phones needing uh, not maybe not. Maybe not a age restriction, but at least a warning. You know how like a pack of cigarettes now, it's required that they come with a general sergeant's warning. Oh, you know what? That's great. I think uh, now in streaming uh, movie services, it says, are you still watching? (laughs) It's still kind of like if you're there for a long time, it's kind of a reminder. Like, yeah, I guess it has been like. 26 hours <laughs> I've been still <laughs> sitting in front of my computer I had that when I went to the PC bong mm-hmm. I, I started I started I never never a computer gamer never played games my right. friends got into this one game and I thought you know what if you guys are always going to be there let me go play with you let yeah. me just do I'm not going to play by I'll never play by myself mm-hmm. uh, that that changed <laughs> but anyways when I would go to them I, they made me an account and everything I signed on the computer they never had this but for some reason on my game my computer always it would tell me like every like uh, every hour, careful, uh, playing this for long amounts of time will affect your social really? patterns and way of life or something like wow. that. And I was like, why am I getting this? I think it's a sign, guys. I think it's saying don't don't walk down this. Yeah. Uh, don't get it. Again, it's it's the whole, it doesn't matter if it's like all right because video games is not, it's not a bad thing. It was created for you know right, right. recreational purposes, just for leisure, just to have fun. But the more you do it, the more dependent you're on this game, this uh, bottle, this whatever, this person even, then right. not healthy. Dopamine makes you feel good. I think, I mean, I think it's okay. It's fine for, for us to experience, experience, experience the feelings of, uh, of dopamine and have, mm-hmm. you know, little bits of euphoria and whatnot. But I think the, the problem is nothing will ever replace, you know, human connection. I think they're finding out that's something that all humans have in common, needing human connection. So I guess maybe a way to end this is saying, uh, you know, to us and everyone listening, you know, there's always hope. I mean, no matter how deep you think your addiction goes or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, we can break it. And there's always other people that have been in the same steps with you. Right. I think that's also a a, a sort of isolation that we do ourselves, thinking we're just alone. And it's easy to do that. But there's I mean, it's I guess the hard thing is to find that type of person or find that uh, person who can relate to you and say, it's OK, I've been there before. Let's do it together or I'll help you, you know, with my experience. Yeah, not not as a condescending way because that sure, sometimes yeah, yeah. can feel like that. I'm sure they're there. Maybe the next time you're waiting for a meeting to start in the conference room, maybe just put down the phone and just look over to the person next to you and say, "Hey, man, you know you're working that project yesterday. Mm-hmm. Start the conversation. Go through the awkwardness of, and and even the deep joy that comes with relating to and trusting the person next to us. I guess we'll leave you guys with uh, Bruno Mars. Count on me. If you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea, I'll sail the world.